It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. It is quarter number two. And Dustin, it's time to conclude our series on Penn State football. But before we get there, a quick reminder that in partnership with Collegiate Athletic Travel, Keystone Sports offering what a great opportunity. It's the chance to travel to the Penn State at Auburn football game in September. This is fantastic. The folks over at Collegiate Athletic Travel really know what they're doing. Set up a a charter flight. You get to stay at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, great tailgate party at the stadium, and best of all, you get to mix with me and Dustin. We will be there for it. Does it get any better than that, Dustin? Well, I mean, you and I get to mix with each other every single day, so I'm not sure, you know, for me, yes, it does get better. But for a Penn State fan who's going to, going to Auburn, who gets that on a first-time basis, yeah, I mean, that's about as good as it gets. It it sure is. You get to talk to Big Daddy Dusty, and uh, you get to do that. Just be careful at the tailgate party. He'll be the one over by the food table. Anyway, if you want to know more about it, and I hope you do because I want you to join us, you could go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for more information. It'll be a good time. All right, Dustin, let's hit the 2020s. We were talking about this a little bit off the air, and how how do you look at these couple years? So far, it's just two years that, in total, it's a 500 record over those two seasons, very much underachieving. But how do you look at those two years? Is it, you know, just the circumstances, the COVID year and injuries in 2020, the team that was 5-0, and up two touchdowns on Iowa until Sean Clifford gets hurt? Or is it just like Bill Parcell says, you are what your record says you are. You're a 500 team. That's a really challenging question because I think there are there are strokes of, of all of it in there. Number one, you know, the, I think Penn State's tendency to, when they stumble once, to stumble multiple times. You know, I think that's been a tendency from the time that James Franklin has gotten here to now. Uh, I think that tendency kind of turned a, you know, a little bit negative momentum in the 2020 and 2021 seasons into something a lot bigger than that. Um, You know, an unhealthy Sean Clifford uh, has been a factor in in these games. Um, You know, having that Indiana game, you know, get crushed by that early, um, you know, because in, in a lot of respects, Penn State should have won that game. We're a better team. We can get into some of the things. There. But, you know, with that abbreviated season, all the uncertainty that went into it and, and you know, take the, you know, take who, what could have been the best defensive player in America that year, Micah Parsons, if what he did at, at, for the Dallas Cowboys translated that year. Um, take that away, away from any team and their their chances of winning are, are hurt. But then, you know, you have that game where, where it, it, you know, all the different offseason stuff built into it. You weren't sure if you're playing, and then you are playing, and you're not sure if you're playing and all that. And then you play Ohio State week two. 
So before you can even really get a chance to rebound from something like that, you're 0-2 and you're already in the process of unraveling. So it's like some legitimate things and concerns about what Penn State does and how Penn State does um, their business kind of factored into these situations. But also they've just been trying beyond, you know, a little bit beyond their control too, to, to lose guys and stuff like that. And then, you know, as you mentioned, you're up, last season on Iowa on the road and you're a better team there and you just have to try to hold on for dear life because Sean Clifford gets knocked out of the game. Well, yeah, that changed everything. But again, Penn State might have had a chance. I don't care what condition Sean Clifford is in. You don't lose to Illinois at home in that situation. Like So yeah, you take responsibility for that. You take responsibility for the fact that Taquan Roberson wasn't remotely ready to play a college football game in any environment, let alone a hostile road environment. He was helpless on, on the field. So yeah, there's some coaching that went into that too and how you do it up reps and stuff like that. So it's like... There are some things that that you can definitely give Penn State a pass, but then there are threads of well, there were some controllable factors in there too. Let's let's dig into first the 2020 season, which we know was the COVID year, and I think if 2021 had turned out differently, you might just dismiss 2020. COVID issue, Micah Parsons. One could even argue losing Journey Brown was perhaps even a bigger loss, but it seemed even more so when you lose Noah Kane in the first series of the first game and you outplay Indiana, you essentially have that game won and it turns into the most heartbreaking loss possible. And, you know, you throw in the mistake that Devin Ford by, did, had by scoring the touchdown which meant Indiana got the ball back. So much happened in that game, and Penn State should have won that game, right? Absolutely. You know, I I think if the exact situation plays out, you know, they they should win that game. But you know, again, to point to they're a better team, and that that loss was, was crushing, and and they deserved to win, and all that. You didn't win. Um, Devin Ford, no matter what James Franklin said, clearly he could have been coached better in that situation. Clearly he could have known better in that situation. So yeah, okay, you take away that you can't take away that error because you have to take ownership of that error. And that fed into it. And that kind of um, you know, gave way to and credit to Michael Penix Jr. for mount, for looking like a, a completely different quarterback in their final drive of regulation and going into overtime too. He stepped up, you know, like he, he had an opportunity to put his team on his back and he did it. And it, it was just something that Penn State couldn't match. But yeah, they, they should have won that game. But the, for reasons that they could have controlled, they didn't win that game. And then things really, you could sense you know, the way things were going, that there was a chance things could spiral a- after this. But they spiral worse than I thought they would. And I want to ask you, though, about that spiraling. because, As you said, there's been this tendency with James Franklin teams that they lose once, they lose again. And it's obvious they didn't recover from a loss. Now, when you have to play Ohio State next and you lose to Ohio State, not unusual, not an embarrassment, but all of a sudden it just went out of control. You lost and looked awful against Maryland, you know. you Games that you shouldn't lose, 
And then, as you said, the following year, it's one thing to lose to Iowa on the road when uh, Sean Clifford gets knocked out of the game, but then you get embarrassed the following week against Illinois. How much of this are we just going to have to put on James Franklin? I mean, clearly there's something there. And so, like, let's on on the flip side of this for a second, let's look back to 2016 when they won a Big Ten championship. And when Penn State got hot, nobody wanted to play Penn State. You know, the the way that they were able to to play and the way they were able to rally, you know, they they were feeling it. And I think that's the good side of having a coach that maybe is emotionally driven. You know, James Franklin wears it on his sleeve. You know, he's an emotional guy. Um, 2020, um, that whole COVID year really impacted him a lot. He was separated from his family. So you think about, you know, when your head coach, when your leader isn't there emotionally and when there's a vacancy in his heart, for example, or when, you know, he's reeling a little bit on a personal level, I mean, you can't just shield your entire football program from that. And so I think similarly, when, when you lose to Ohio state or you have a gut wrenching loss, um, I just think it's part of the fabric of these Penn state teams that low points have a chance, have a higher than average chance to compound under James Franklin. But I think high points have a better than average chance of compounding under James Franklin. You know, we just haven't really seen high points uh, really since 2016, um, you know, looking back to 2019, when the last time with it, they were really looked to be in contention for anything. They lost to Minnesota before they had a chance to really um, uh, turn the corner into a contender. So, uh, but yeah, I, I do think this is this is part of James Franklin, for better or worse. They they've got to find some kind of solution to it uh, because it's been constant. It's been it's been present a bunch of times even outside the realm of COVID, outside the realm of these past two seasons, which were hard luck years. The other guy whose name is all over this is Sean Clifford. He's the other constant. The head coach, the quarterback. These are their seasons. You know, he had a very good 2019 season, or the team did, with Sean Clifford as their quarterback. So that can happen. But how much of this is also on Sean Clifford these last two years? You made your choice at quarterback. And James Franklin is living with that choice. And he's decided to live with that choice for multiple seasons in a row now. Uh, When push came to shove, looking back at 2020, which is where we started with this, uh, Sean Clifford was benched. But never, it was never on a on a permanent basis. No shot at all on a, on a permanent basis. Will Levis had some growing to do, and I think what it came down to in that situation, this was the closest he had ever come to even getting off his spot about Sean Clifford. Like he's been loyal to Sean Clifford through and through, and maybe just maybe 2022 is the year where that loyalty pays off. But it has cost Penn State quite a bit. I mean, if you think about it. Two starter level guys walk away. You've you've lost a bunch of quarterbacks to the transfer portal, which I know is nothing new, uh, nothing uncommon in college football. But Penn State's numbers on that front: take one Roberson, Michael Johnson Jr., um, uh, Micah Bowens. You know th- those guys, in addition to Tommy Stevens and Will Levis. Um, 
they didn't believe in Will Levis, and they they weren't ready to make any kind of change at any point uh, away from Sean Clifford. And I think looking back, I mean, that window right there was the window to really figure it out with Will Levis. But it seemed like they had their mind made up on Will, that he was a running quarterback, and that's all they were going to really utilize him for. They weren't ready to, to go through the ups and the downs of having to lean on him as a passer. So not really believing in Will Levis and really maybe, maybe having too much belief in Sean Clifford led to that kind of quick turnaround. He was back in the lineup and certainly they won four straight games uh, to close the year. So there were some good things there, but I do think to some point you're clinging to what you saw in flashes in 2019. You're clinging to what you saw maybe in the second half of 2020. You're clinging to what you saw to start the 2021 season before the Iowa game. And it's like, okay, at some point in time, you know, like, just like you said with the record, you are what your record says. We're about to find out what Sean Clifford's record is going to be. And this is his last year at Redemption. We will get to this point where we look forward. But when we um, get back for quarter number three, Dustin, we're going to put a bow on the 2020 season. Then we'll start hitting 2021. Then we'll figure out where we go from here. Stick with us. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind We Are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com. <laughs> 